and welcome to episode 35 of the Atlanta Man Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Rogers, and I am back after a bit of a break. Um, didn't record last Monday. I was not in town, so had to skip an episode, a little mini hiatus, but it's no big deal. We're back now, and we got a good amount of things to discuss um, over the past two weeks that I missed. Uh, two Falcons games to talk about, um, some Hawks stuff. And uh, yeah, that's about it. But it's uh, a lot of games played by those two teams. And uh, covering two Falcons games, there's a good amount, good amount to get into there as well. And uh, that's what we'll start out with the Falcons. Um, they played two games this last time I recorded uh, against the Panthers last weekend and yesterday against the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, we will start off in chronological order. Um, and that would be the Panthers game last Sunday in which that they won a 29-21 victory over the Panthers. Um, got them the split on the year with them after they dropped the first game. Uh, full disclosure, I did not get to watch this game at all because of where I was. I was in Tennessee and um, Falcons weren't playing on the TV there where I was. Um, so I was only able to keep up with it on my phone periodically and look at like highlights and stuff on Twitter as as the game went on, so I was able to keep up with it somewhat, but not able to watch the game um, all the way through like I normally would. Um, so can't give you like a bunch of crazy insight on this game, but I can tell you uh, some of the big things that happened. Um, the Michael Walker pick six um, was play of the game. Um, good for Michael. He also had a kid the same week, so a big week for him. Um, you know, Matt Ryan had an all right game, 19 for 28, 190, 190 yards a touchdown. You know, nothing that's going to, like, like uh, really, like, doesn't really jump off the stat sheet, what I'm trying to say, but a solid enough game from Matt. Uh, Cordero Patterson continued to be good, had a touchdown, um, solid run day for him, uh, 16 carries, 58 yards, and a touchdown on the ground. Um, was not a factor in the uh, – in the pass game at all, only two catches for one yard, so that's half a yard average. But Russell Gage had a good game, four for 64, 16 yards. Kyle Pitts, five for 61, uh, 12.2 yards average. Um, more running the ball, Mike Davis had a solid game, 11 for 44, four yards carry, good for him. And um, yeah, defense played pretty well too. You know, Cam Newton got, got uh, some of his running stuff in. Um, Look at their box scored now. Cam Newton had a rushing touchdown there. P.J. Walker got into this game, and he threw a touchdown, also an interception. Same with Cam. He had a pick. Uh, Robbie Anderson caught the touchdown from uh, uh, P.J. Walker. Um, Chuba, Hub Chuba Hubbard, rather, had a rushing touchdown. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, that was it from the Panthers' offense. Um, they got the three touchdowns, but it wasn't enough. Atlanta hang hung 29 on them. And they got an eight-point win to keep their playoff hopes alive. And we'll move on to this week against the San Francisco 49ers. And um, I did get to watch this game. And this one was pretty, pretty brutal, if we're being honest. It started off very well, though. It started off very, very well. Um, the opening kick, Young Kwe Koo booted it off to Jamichael Hasty of the 49ers. And he gets stuck by Quadre Allison on the kick and on the return rather and gets picked up by Richie Grant and the Falcons five seconds into the game has the uh, has the ball after having to kick off to start so yeah a great start there so great field position 
and um, the Falcons actually go down and think that they score. Um, they get the ball inside the five-yard line on a Kyle, Pitch, Kyle Pitts catch. Sorry about that. And then it looks like they punch it in with Cordero Patterson. But um, as the refs review, they say that he did not make it in, and they give him a pretty bad spot, in my opinion. And the Falcons have to restart at the, at the, at the one-yard line. So now it's second and goal. They don't get it on second and goal. Um, on third and goal, they uh, go, go with a pitch play. Doesn't work. And on fourth and goal, um, try to get to Kyle Pitts, incomplete. <clears throat> and they get nothing out of that huge gift on the opening kickoff. And um, so, yeah. Definitely, definitely a bad, bad, bad possession for the Falcons, especially considering um, what the gift that they got with the fumble from Jermichael Hasty, And um, there was just kind of a... Uh, Kind of an encapsulation of things to come, of just the entire game, really. Falcons got inside inside the five, I think, four times in this game and didn't score, something like that. Um, <clears throat> it, uh, yeah, it was just a rough game offensively. Um, 49ers went on to win 31 to 13, but I'm I'm trying to find the stat right now of uh, the Falcons. I think they got into the into the inside the five yard line four or five times and maybe only scored once. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm still looking for that, and if I find it, I will uh, announce it. But, yeah, the um, Falcons scored one touchdown in this game. Um, it was Russell Gage. Really nice catch by Russell Gage. He had a few nice catches in this game, um, but he had, and he had a good game on the whole. Um, he had a couple of drops, but he, his big catches kind of made up for it. He went eight receptions, 91 yards, and a touchdown on 11 targets. So he's clearly Matt's number one target right now. Uh, Kyle Pitts, four catches, 77 yards. Alameda Zacchaeus only had two catches, but they were for 53 yards. He had a 49-yard catch, which was the long for the day. Uh, Cordero Patterson, back-to-back -back weeks, just not really being involved in the pass games. Two catches for five yards, so that's not great. And the run game did not have it going either for Cordero. 11 carries for 18 yards. So kind of a rare dud for Patterson. Um, you know, that's just going to happen. Uh, the San Francisco defense is pretty good. No, but the Falcons definitely should have had more points on the board and definitely could have been in this game if they were competent inside the five-yard line. And that just wasn't the case in this game. The Falcons, um, pretty interesting. They did not have a rush of more than 10 yards in this game. Their longest rush of the game was eight yards, and it was by, uh, you guessed it, Matt Ryan. Um, he almost was their leading rusher in this game. He had 20 yards rushing. Only Mike Davis had more with 21. So that's, um, that's awesome. He... By um, average gain, he was the leader with four. Uh, Mike Davis only had three and a half, so yeah. Not a good game at all. Uh, Matt lost a fumble in this game. Don't like that. I, I, while he was getting sacked, he lost the fumble. Um, so that was not good. No fun there. A dog's barking. Don't know why. We'll move on. Uh, we'll talk about the Hawks. Um, they've had, they have been very interesting lately. Uh, you know, last time we talked, I'm trying to go back from the last time we talked was, and I think the last time I recorded was way back when. Oh, man. Um, yeah, so we'll start off here. Um, Hawks and, yeah, Hawks and Nets. This is where we left off. Hawks and Nets last Friday night, which feels like an eternity to go, but I'll talk about it. Um, haven't talked about it since, but this was a big game. Um, it was a primetime Friday night game on ABC, or not ABC, ESPN, rather. And uh, the Hawks dropped it to the Nets, one thirteen to one oh five. 
Um, Hawks had the lead going into the fourth quarter. They led by two points. Um, all that good stuff. They led at halftime. Um, but the Nets outscored them 24-14 to in the fourth, and they won by eight points. Um, you know, I'm not going to go too deep into these games because we have a good amount to talk about since <clears throat> there's been a lot of games this last time I recorded. Um, but, yeah, the Hawks were actually favored in this game at home because um, it was kind of KD and nobody else for the uh, for the Nets. So they've had their uh, COVID struggles and things like that. But James Harden did play in this game. Um, he had 20 points. KD had 31 um, they had LaMarcus Aldridge starting, I think. So that's just kind of a, a weird thing that they had going on. They've, um, yeah, they've had their their issues, and the NBA is just having their issues right now with COVID. Uh, yeah, so we'll move on to Monday's game, which was probably the. No, I'm not gonna say probably. I think it is definitively the worst loss of the season by the Hawks. Home game against the Houston Rockets, who are very banged up. Um, they were without Jalen Green. They were without Kevin Porter. Um, John Wall is still not playing for them, even though he's trying to come back. But they're without some of their better players. They still have Christian Wood, who was very good. They still have Eric Gordon, who was went off in this game. But, I mean, their main guys, their young guys, Kevin Porter and Jalen Green, they're out. Um, and, uh, yeah, so this is a very – the Hawks are supposed to win this game. They opened up as 10-point favorites at home. And yeah, and I thought and I thought that was kind of low, honestly, for this game because the Hawks were pretty healthy in comparison to the Rockets. They have their guys out there, and the Hawks played like that for a majority of the game. Um, they outscored the Rockets thirty-eight to twenty-eight in the first, um, and then they outscored them in the second and the third too. So they went in to the fourth quarter with a eleven-point lead, which was kind of low because they had led by as many as nineteen at points in the game. And um, kind of been the story of the season for the Hawks. They fall apart in the fourth quarter. They get outscored 44-25 to in the fourth. Eric Gordon went absolutely ballistic. He was on fire. Um, he ended up hitting five threes on eight attempts at 32 points. He was very good. Um, who is this? Uh, Deshaun Tate. He had some big threes down the stretch. Three of four from three. Christian Wood. Got a few buckets, not very effective from three from him though. Um, Aaron Brooks, or Armani Brooks rather, sorry. He had two threes, so yeah, the, the Rockets were kind of unconscious in the fourth quarter, especially, and that really just lifted them past the Hawks, and the Hawks offense kind of was stagnant too, despite Trey Young having 41 points. Um, you know, he didn't have much help anywhere else offensively. Um, secondly, the score behind him was Collins, 14 points. So yeah, like it, it was, um, it was a really bad loss. I was able to watch this one actually, even though I was out of town. I got to watch most of this game, and it was pretty infuriating to watch. Just uh, absolute full blown collapse in the fourth. Offense going cold when it can't. The defense just getting absolutely shredded by this Rockets team. Which I mean, I know they've been playing better basketball of late, but they are still just not very good at all. Um, they're not a good team. They're not a team that's going to be in playoff contention even if every single one of their players comes back and is healthy. It's just not – they're not that team. Um, no, they're a team that's going to be in the lottery and you cannot lose this game. So, yeah. We'll move on to Wednesday night. They look for a bounce back against the Magic, who are also absolutely terrible, probably worse than the Rockets, and this game's on the road, and they get that. They win a 111-99. Um you know, they had the pretty big league heading into the fourth. 
They actually got outscored by 12 points in the fourth quarter, but it didn't matter just because the Hawks were shellacking them. Um, Trey Young had 28 points. He was very good in this game. Uh, John Collins with 21. Two guys with a 20-plus right there. Uh, Cam Rash with 13 off the bench. Gallo with 10 off the bench. Blue with 14 off the bench. It's always good to get some bench productivity from those guys, especially because um, the other starters did not do as well. Capella was 7, TLC was 7, and Herter was 7. So the bench guys kind of picked them up offensively after uh, those guys kind of had cold nights offensively. But it didn't really matter because the Hawks just kind of kept this whole this Orlando de- this Orlando offense rather and checked the whole game, holding them to under 100 points. It's always a plus. The leading score was Mo Wagner. Um, so, yeah. They were really able to contain them and um, get a much-needed victory. So, 111.99, they really needed it back at 500. And um, move on to Friday night against the Denver Nuggets, who are pretty good. And um, the Hawks just get smacked by them at home, 133-115. to The defense was really, really rough in this one. Didn't get to watch it. Didn't get to watch this one, but um, from the stuff I read and looking at all the numbers now, rough, rough, rough um, defensive showing for the Hawks. Um, Nuggets shot 58% from the floor, which is not good, and they shot 44.7% from three, which is even worse. And the Hawks, on the other hand, did not do as well on either of those categories. Um, they went seven of 24 from three, which is not great. And um, shot uh, 46.6% from the floor. Not great. Troy Young still had 34 points. Collins had 20. But when your defense plays like that, it is, uh, it's not um, not going to happen. You're not going to be able to like punch that high up your weight class with defense playing like that. When your offense is not also just absolutely scalding hot like the Nuggets were in this game. Um, Jokic almost had a triple-double. They really spread things out. Um... Highland had 24 points. Which Morris brother is this? Oh, this is Monte Morris. My fault. <laughs> he had 21 points. Uh, is this Uncle Jeff Green? Yeah, this is Uncle Jeff Green. Uh, 20 points for him. Aaron Gordon had 16 points. Um, so, yeah. Nuggets, they had a lot, a lot of different guys contributing contributing to them for this one. And, uh, yeah, that's it from this game. Um, Hawks were supposed to play last night, but their game actually got postponed because of covid um, not from the Hawks, even though they have they have had their own COVID stuff. Trey Young entered COVID nineteen protocols yesterday, so that's not good. And the entire they're supposed to play the Cavaliers last night, and the Cavaliers are just absolutely um, they're like they can't field a team because they have so many players with COVID, and that's kind of the case for a bunch of teams around the league. I know the Nets are like that. Um, a few others can't really remember off the top of my head, but they are just getting destroyed pretty much. Their whole roster is getting COVID. It's happening in the NFL, too, and, um, yeah, it's really just spiking back up across the country, and you're really seeing it through these teams. So Hawks got postponed. Don't know. There's no um, firm date when that's going to be played and rescheduled and all that good stuff. Um, so we always have to see with that one. But their, their next game that they are scheduled to play is Wednesday at home against Orlando, and um, that's the game that they have to win. Played them, they played the Magic last Wednesday. <laughs> And they beat him good. You have to do that again because the Magic are bad. And you're at home too. So, yeah, that's the Hawks' next schedule game. Um, and then you got one more game with you got a game with the 76ers on the road. And then you it's Christmas, um, which who knows what's going to happen with um, these games coming up. 
Um, they could they could be in line for some more postponements because of COVID. But um, on Saturday, Hawks are supposed to play the Knicks on Christmas at noon. So hopefully that game can be played, and hopefully Trey Young is out of COVID protocol by then. I don't know if he even can, actually, because he got on COVID protocol on Sunday. This game's on Saturday. So maybe if he te- I think if he tests positive five di- or tests negative pop five days in a row, um, I think that's the that's the whole rule. So um, yeah, we will see um, what happens with that. Trey might not be able to play in this game, which would be a huge bummer. Um, but nonetheless, um, hopefully they can just play the games. So this is the main goal right there. So that's it for the Hawks talk. Not very positive, honestly. Not very positive for either team. Because the Hawks under 500, and uh, the Falcons are playoff hopes are looking pretty bleak um, as of right now. So you hate to see it, honestly. But um, you know, Hawks still got time, and the Falcons. I mean, they're just not a playoff team. That's that's just kind of uh, it's kind of known around the league. They're kind of hanging around because they added this extra stupid playoff spot, which I don't really like. Because they're just gonna, they're about to just put a team in the playoffs. That's just bad. Then. Like it might be the Saints who aren't good, the Falcons aren't good, you know the Minnesota Vikings are in it, which I think they're probably the best out of like the group of teams that are fighting for it. And I mean they're they're just not they're not crazy or anything. <clears throat> so yeah, I don't really like the new playoff spot in the NFL, but that's just kind of a tangent. Um, we'll, and we'll we'll stop things here. Um, if you made this far listening, I really really appreciate it. I'll be back next week with a new episode. And um, yeah, so I appreciate the listen and I will see you in the next one.